this is Spoken by Ellsworth, a Femdom Hypnosis Podcast, Season 4. Today, you are going to learn more about the listening room and experience an edited version of the newest session, The Pickup Artist Loses His Game. A few episodes ago, I invited you to the strip club to practice your visualization. I suspect you've already done so, but if not, make sure you find it and take a listen. I'll put a link to it in today's show notes. That particular session, as short as it is, it was a huge hit and I continue to get lovely comments and even better, hot story ideas in response. Today's session, it's a a blend of hypnosis and visualization that places you in the role of a moderately successful pickup artist. Okay, you might not be the kind of guy who thinks you would ever, ever want to be in those particular shoes, but I promise you that what happens to him is definitely something that you will enjoy. Now, the full-length session, it includes scenes of manipulation, and explicit acts, which would just get it deleted from YouTube and perhaps a few podcast providers. So you're going to have to find that, the full uncensored version, over on SpokenByElswith.com. The link, it is in the show notes, so again, pretty easy to find. But I promise you that even with this YouTube edited session, you will still find plenty to enjoy. Before I get into telling you about the listening room and the triggers, I have a couple quick thank yous to send out. One dear listener, he already received his personal reward for finding the item on my wish list that I'd highlighted. Now, while I often don't have time to do longer personal sessions, I'm quite enjoying doing these mini ones. For those of you who are very shy, yes, it does require sending me a message letting me know basically what you can imagine being in there, what you would absolutely love. And also, Uh, You know, there are people who love office supplies and people who, I guess, have no use for them. I have no idea how people maintain a 100% digital life. I love the blend of using like my Hobonichi and the Google Calendar. So thank you to Dee for my very useful gifts for my wish list. I think it's only Findom if you gift the graphics card (laughs) that's on there. Don't think post-it notes and such quite hit that level. Although, I have to admit that would turn into an entirely new project for me because I'd likely have to dig in and replace my PSU and perhaps the case. Um, I should consider that my reward if I ever get into Emerald. And by the way, 
Emerald is not some new swanky club, um, it's a new elo, and you either know what that means, or you don't. Another pair of my favorite socks. If any smart wool executives are out there and you want to expand your marketing potential, I'm your girl. And I confess, I had added this one coffee to my wish list without knowing if I like it or not. Um, I don't think it's a FOMO thing, it's just a curiosity. So has anyone else tried mushroom coffee? If you have, let me know what you think of it. And two of you, both with the initials R. Um, so R and R collaborated to gift me a lovely new backpack and packing cubes. I have some trips, some big, some small, planned for later this summer, so these are actually essentials, and don't worry, I won't be gone long. And finally, someone has already been thanked for indulging my lapse of judgment. <laughs> there are certain things I usually do not add to the Amazon wishlist. Um, like, lingerie is a no-no, um, I do some clothing that I know that Amazon can do okay with, and the other one is, um, well, sex toys. So I added it to the wish list. Uh, it was bought almost immediately. I can't decide yet if I should give a proper review or not. Just let me know. So, as I mentioned, today's free session takes place in the listening room. The listening room is something that I have new for season 4, and I confess, the way the seasons have been broken up has been pretty, um, well, pretty much whimsically decided, <laughs> as a lot of the things that we've done together here. Now, the listening room allows me to have this setting where you can go and sit down, put on the headphones, and listen, and we can take it to as fantastical as we would like to take it. I do have some very interesting things in the works for the listening room, thanks to those of you who've decided to be my co-muses and to help me create. There's a trigger that's all but required for the listening room sessions, and that is the Season 4 Deepening Trigger. You can get that from the free beginner bundle on the website. Uh, listening room sessions do also make use of some different background music and sounds. They're basically there to help you settle into the scene. Plus, as I've stressed this season, this is an auditory experience. If you want an example of that, you can go all the way back to the Walking to Seduction. It is near the start of the podcast of Season 4, and I'll make sure to leave a link for you to follow. Due to the YouTube limitations, like I said, today's session it is the edited one. You will find the much longer, much juicier version of this one over on the Spoken by Ellsworth website. 
but I know that some of you have been curious about the listening room and you have yet to take the plunge. So that's where I'm taking you today. It will have the same listening room um, induction that you'll experience if you do the Pirate Queen or the Financial Domination one. Um, the Awakener is going to be a little bit different just because, <laughs> um, well, just because of what happens to our pickup artist in this particular session. So go ahead, be brave, and dive into this experience with me. Now, I know some of you will be very curious. So the inspiration behind today's session, it's basically what happens to a guy when his world is turned upside down, especially a very egotistical and confident man. Now in this case, he finds none of his tricks work, while all of hers do. So it's time now to get ready. Go ahead and find yourself a comfortable spot. Breathe a few times and relax, and then you'll find that the listening room induction, it will begin momentarily. This is The Pickup Artist Gets Tricked, spoken by Ellsworth. This session uses the listening room from season four's Getting Longer as its setting. Also required is the season four deepening trigger. If you haven't gone through the triggers recently, it's highly recommended that you do so. Getting ready for your next visit. Your visit to the listening room. You know the place, know the drill, and you know my exacting specifications. So it might have been days, even a week, since we agreed on the time. And of course, the place never changes. The anticipation has built up. It fills you to the brim. And I'm sure that the tension, it's left you with an electric feeling all over your skin. You're practically vibrating with excitement. And now, you begin the ritual. Even beginning that process is enough to let that energy begin to dissipate. You take a shower, as you always do. You can relax as the water begins to rain over you. 
it's warm already. And so, you're already feeling the calming, relaxing effect of it on your neck, your shoulders. But this isn't all about relaxation. You've read my instructions out of sheer lust. Now enough times to have memorized them completely. And this shower is about becoming clean, scrubbed, pristine. So now you'll soap yourself, your upper arms and chest, that serenity, that knowing, understanding of ritual taking hold. You've started and you know you won't stop. The scent of the body wash is just another reminder of my instructions. It tempers your excitement not like the fresh mint or tangy citrus you might choose for the morning shower. You've pushed down that electric feeling of anticipation now as you cleanse yourself. You've pushed it down into your thighs and further still into your knees, your ankles. Let the hot water flow down over you, washing away the suds, leaving only your most measured frame of mind. Whatever tingling nervousness you're left with, let it begin to trickle out of your body and down the drain. Allow the ritual to calm you further. Towel yourself dry. Dress yourself comfortably, but smart. And once you're presentable, you'll make your way to my door. Don't be a minute late or a minute early when you knock three times. The door is open to you by me and you know you've met my expectations when you see the smile on my face. Come in now, dear. You know the way. It doesn't ever take you long to walk down the hallway and the door to the sitting room is open to you. Whether you've ever been invited to sit here, you don't recall. But there's the familiar grandfather clock, only just ticking over to the minute that follows the moment you were scheduled to arrive. And now through the final door into the listening room 
leave the ticking clock behind you because it's irrelevant what time it is in the world outside this room. This room is modest, decorated with a few simple and clean ornaments resting on wooden furniture. It's luxurious in its simplicity, an homage to mid-century modern aesthetic with an obvious reverence given to the centerpiece. A reel-to-reel tape player and a record player. The stereo speakers are given ample distance, pointed towards a comfortable armchair which you know has been reserved for you. So sit. I'll select the record you're to listen to. I know you've specifically requested this one, so there's no need to browse through the library. Now you're able to let go the very last of the anticipation you might have been holding on to. Breathe in deeply as I take the shiny black circle out of its pristine paper sleeve. Hold as I set the record on the turntable and close your eyes now. Breathe out and take on a perfectly restful state of trance as the needle drops. This is an auditory experience. You lean against the counter, scoping out what the room has to offer. As you find yourself settling into this role, you will notice how easily you visualize everything around you. Your collar is crisp against your skin, and the high-end suit is just one of the main accessories in your game. If you look and smell rich, women will be drawn to you like bees to honey. You smile at an attractive blonde walking by, giving her a subtle head nod before looking away. Always leave them wanting more. That's a big tip that you've taught countless college-aged men. Pop psychology mixed in with your own chauvinistic opinions. You can calculate in your head the likelihood of betting a woman, taking into account everything from the size of their breasts, to the brand of clothing they wore, to the people they came with. You grab your drink. The whiskey burns your throat as you take a small sip. Despite it being your go-to drink every time you go out, you really don't enjoy the taste of it. It just adds that air of refinement that works so well in what you do. The blonde circles back around, her white dress clinging to her body. 
the curves causing your cock to stir. She leans against the bar, looking at the bartender, an exasperated look on her face. The woman? She's a solid eight. Nine if her breast had been real. You glance at them, their curves a little too symmetrical. I have watched you for over an hour. I have watched your glances. I've watched your posture and peacocking, trying to appear flashier than you are. You have had several bites, and I know this woman in white would be a big bragging right for you. I sigh, gather my clutch, and walk over to you, pulling your attention away from the woman. Your head pivots smoothly as I sit on the stool, two down from you. I pull out my lipstick and mirror, slowly reapplying it, knowing full well that your eyes are fixated on my mouth. Excuse me, I say, and my hand grazes against yours. You blink shaking your head. I smile, biting the tip of my tongue and laughing softly. Sorry, I was getting lost in your eyes, you say and you smile brightly at me. Because you've already taken these first steps into your persona, you can more easily use these tried and true pickup lines. Can you hand me a napkin, please? And I pointed the dispenser close to you. You stare at me, taking in my dark brown hair and wide eyes. You grab one and hand it to me. Watch as I press it to my lips, removing the excess makeup. I mouth an almost silent thank you while smiling at you. The curve's genuine, but not for the reason that you think. You might not have noticed how your body turns to face me. This is just a natural part of your scheme of how you show interest. You say, What's a beautiful woman like you doing here alone? I snap my clutch shut, pout a little, and look around. I think I've been stood up. I was so hopeful too, even bought new underwear. Can you hear the slight whine in my voice? I'm watching your eyes light up like I knew they would. I can keep you company while you wait, you say, and you move closer to me. Feel my hand as I press it to your arm, smiling at you again. Oh, you do that? For me? I say this while tilting my head, 
my hair falling over my ear. Sure, is your reply, as we both knew it would be. And you reach up to tuck the hair behind my ear. You can initiate this physical touch easily because of the confidence flowing through you. I laugh and my hand goes to your chest, a flirty smile bubbling from me. Feel yourself now in that position. Feel the confidence, the lust, as you introduce yourself, claiming you're a life coach and a guru for the downtrodden. Of course, you would never actually tell a woman what kind of coaching you do, pumping up young men's egos and using mind tricks against women. I introduce myself, understating my psychology degree as you nod, the words getting stuck between my cleavage. You dutifully search for them though, your eyes tracing the gentle curves my bra has put on display for you. I get up from my stool and start to move by. Lean in towards you. Can you watch my seat? I'll be right back. My hand is resting on your back. And you nod, blown away by my attention. I smile, walking away without looking back, knowing that your eyes are on my ass. As I enter the bathroom, I relax my body, yawning. You have had this coming for a long time, ruining women's lives through the tactics that you teach. I've seen it one too many times, the most recent being my best friend who had her heart crushed, crushed by one of your followers your blind disciples. I return, watching as you rise from your seat, gesturing to mine. You grab my hand, twisting, making me twirl with a soft groan. I don't know you, but I sure want to, you say, the smarmy smile never leaving your face. I giggle and sit back down next to you, angling my knees towards you, feigning interest in your body. So tell me why you are here all alone. I ask this as I'm waving the bartender down for a drink. You hum softly, raising an eyebrow. You give me the rehearsed answer. I'm just looking to get to know someone to see if we have a connection. I think if you and I talked, we might find out we have a lot in common. You say this as you rest a hand on my knee. 
I bite back a laugh, nodding, and place my hand on top of yours. I think you might be right. I bet we do have a lot in common. You seem like someone I could trust. I emphasize the last word, trust, and watch as you nod, your eyes going wide as if I dove right into your brain, finding the words on the tip of your tongue. Exactly. You say this, shaking your head a little. That was my thought exactly. Are you psychic? Do you know what I'm thinking? I watch as you narrow your eyes, looking me over, trying to figure me out. I know you're joking, so I shrug, sipping my drink with a cute smile. The silence stretches between us as I think that I've picked up at least four of your tactics already used. I have to wonder if they're so ingrained in who you are that you even realize that you're doing them. Is it like some kind of muscle memory? Your body just moving on its own? Your mouth just spouting out words without your brain's permission? After a bit, I break the silence with a story. I went to a Halloween party with my friend. She was my partner in crime, really. We even dressed up as bank robbers, complete with striped shirts and masks. Anyway, my partner, Andrea, meets this college guy, a real smooth guy named Chip. My eyes widen, watching you and I see the light spark on in your eyes. Hey, I know a guy named Chip. Super great guy, I wonder. But you trail off as I continue my story, twirling my slushy drink in my glass, my words running over yours before you can realize what's going on. So, Andrea and Chip. He was everything she was looking for. Sensitive, vulnerable. The things a woman wants in a man, right? I ask this as I turn on my stool to survey the room. I cross my long leg over the other, and my black dress rides up on my thigh. You turn with me your hand resting on my leg as if we're familiar. I paint the picture for you, talking about their tumultuous relationship, about how Chip would string her along with cloaked compliments, a word of praise to make her smile, only to sandwich it with a negative word about her appearance. You nod, You're recognizing your tactics at play. Andrea told me all about Chip, about his actions and tactics in bed. He was very much into receiving oral, 
not so much into giving. She gave it, so he took it. He took all night long from what Andrea told me. Fucked her on the kitchen counter, against the bathroom sink while he watched her face in the mirror. Their eyes were full of lust and want. She gave, so he took. I say this as I'm thinking back to when that happened, imagining the sharp edge of the sink pressing against my hips. You grit your teeth slightly. You stare into your glass as if you're searching the ice for answers. Oh, oh, yeah, I see. I don't, I don't know if the chip that I know is dating anyone named Andrea, though. I stare at you, incredulous. Do you not even take your own advice? Listening being the first rule? At least pretend to listen, I think to myself. I reply softly, staring off into the dark. No, probably not. Chip never did like to stay committed, did he? Get what you want and get out. I think those were your words. You look up quickly, snapping your head in my direction. Excuse me? Do I know you? You ask this as a sense of dread rises in your stomach. I had parroted back words that you've said hundreds of times to hundreds of crowds. I turn my head slowly, look at you. I see the confused look on your face. I'm sorry, did you say something? I ask. My dark eyes go wide as I watch the confusion cross your mind. I had let the words play softly from my lips, like a whisper dancing through your brain. You shake your head, look down at your glass, wondering when you drank the rest of it. You turn, looking for the bartender to order another one. I choose my next words wisely. So, tell me, what kind of life coach are you? Whose life are you coaching? You look back from the bartender. Previously a stocky blonde, now replaced by a redhead woman. You look at your watch and tap the glass. What? What time is it? You ask. It looks as if time had stopped, the hands no longer moving. The air holds a silence, like freshly fallen snow. The ambience encapsulated by the moments between seconds. I ask you again, keeping my voice pleasant and soft. Life coaching, what is that all about anyway? 
It sounds like a bunch of pop psychology, really. Just people using the power of observation, knowing what people like and want. I rise from my stool and I press my hand to your arm, running it slowly down to your hand. And with a gentle tug, I pull you towards a table in a dark corner. You follow, sliding into the booth, saying, No, no, I, I try to make people's lives better. And I follow. The smooth vinyl is soft against my thighs. My legs press in close to yours as my hand rests high on your thigh, tracing the seam of your slacks. You can feel a slight twitch, your cock showing signs of life. I dig my nails into you, watching you wince as I squeeze tighter. But whose lives are better? Is it worth it to better one's life at the expense of another? Take my friend Amy, for example. She was my best friend, my partner in crime, I say. The words rolling off my tongue smoothly. Watching you blinking slowly again. She met a man who made her feel so special one night. Oh, he would lay it on thick, touching her, complimenting her. Chapter 6, right? That man was named Calvin, and she adored him. Until he started to make her jealous by flirting with her sorority sisters, right in front of her, too. See, she walked in on him going down on one of her sisters, his face planted deep between her thighs. The moaning had distracted her from her book, especially when she heard his name yelled out by someone she trusted. I pressed my lips together, my hands almost shaking as I remembered opening the door. You look at me, trying to process my quick-moving words. You can't think straight. The alcohol hitting you hard tonight. As your vision weaves in and out, you start to wonder if you've been drugged somehow. That's an interesting way to look at it, I say, chuckling. You look at me, your brows furrowed with confusion. What? You whisper. I giggle and I press my hand to yours, enjoying your confusion. I lick my lips as I reply. You were just telling me about the last time you had sex. What a riot. I watch as you shake your head, not remembering that conversation. You're rubbing at your eyes with the butt of your hands and say, I didn't say that. Why would we be talking about that? 
I move my hand up further on your thigh, feeling your cock fully hard under the material. You offered to show me a few things in exchange for some things I might teach you. Are you up for it? I ask this as I'm stroking your cock slowly. I watch as you nod, groan. You clench your teeth, feeling your body jerk suddenly as if you were waking up from a bad dream. I see the fear in your eyes and I hear it in your voice even as you try to hide it. Where are we? You ask. I smile, putting some music on, leading you to the bed. I gently push you back and watch you fall heavily. This is where I teach you a few things. I unzip my dress. You lay back, your arms behind your head as you watch me, letting me do all the work. Feel this moment, feel this level of mind, body, broken. But for now, I want you, I want you to set aside his experience. Feel yourself coming back to yourself, being aware of being in the listening room, being ready to return to alertness as I lead you there. Zero, one, setting aside the confusion Two, feeling through your body and energy from your head to your toes. Three, feeling yourself, your personality, and letting the pickup artist go back on the shelf to listen to you at a different time. Four, Fully moving up, moving up, out of trance, ready now to fall into a natural sleep or to awake all the way and to carry on with your day. Five, here you are. I'm going to give you a little bit longer with the music so that way you can fully shake off this heady experience. Find yourself. 
focus yourself. I've enjoyed this time with you. Find yourself. Focus yourself. I love our shared headspace.